Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Game of Thrones After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Game of Thrones After Show, and in a very very dark episode of Game yes. of Thrones, I would say a lot of cruel things happening this episode. I'm referring to a sode now, not just episode. <laughs> yeah, but, I like it. But guys, Bing is for doing, and we are doing the AfterBuzz TV Game of Thrones after show. I am Dave Klein, and joining me, as always, the ever, ever so lovely <laughs> Kristen Snyder and Simone Boyce. I was waiting for you to introduce yourself after I said Uh-oh. that. Do it. I'm Kristen Snyder, in case you didn't get it the first time. And I'm Simone Boyce. And you guys don't know that. <laughs> but you you do, because you've been watching, right? Yes. Yay! So, joining us today on the ones and twos, Ronnie's not here, but we've got Marissa. Hey, How's it going? Marissa yeah. in the booth. Happy to have you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm trying to fill in for Ronnie, you know, so... Just, just think of me as like the no, female Ronnie. You're She's not trying to fill in. You are doing like I Bing. I am doing because it Bing is like for doing, and Marissa is doing the ones and twos. <laughs> right, let's have a good time <laughs> in the control right. room. So let's jump in and talk about. Well, first let's go with the intro because we have a new location here, which is Karth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Karth has been thrown in, and what did you guys think of the city? In the Beautiful. intro or both? How about both? I agree with Kristen. It was beautiful. I was like, okay, is that a backdrop? What exactly is that? What are there? I'm what imagining there was just a there? giant green screen behind that door. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty so sure. So they could throw in, but yeah, pretty yeah. tropical, pretty amazing. I would want to live there. That's probably where That's I would what pick I was thinking. to live. I was like, I want to, I want to go there. I want to be there right now. Greatest city it- on. The world. On the world. On the on world. Earth. <laughs> on the world. It looks like Atlantis or like El Dorado or something. Yeah, like how I would picture those cities like looking. Like the Maldives. That's yeah. I I'd say it's just like a super tropical location in the middle <laughs> of the mm-hmm. desert. But let's also talk about, let's move on then to the end, actually. The let's most get to shocking the end. part of the episode. Yeah. What happened there? I mean, were they kind of planning to do that? To go off into the caves and... 
Did Davos know this was happening? I mean, what, what, what exactly was the plan going into that whole scene? Davos has no idea. Yeah, I'm going to say he... I don't think even Stannis, Stannis necessarily knew that that was going to happen. But that was... She's like, and you're going to see me naked, just so you know. Boom! Preggers, what's up? Her pregnant stomach looked amazing, though. Like, she actually uh, looked, like, pregnant. Yeah, how did they do that? I don't even know. But yeah, Davos has no idea, and... One of the things that's interesting about the show this season is they showed early on in the last couple of episodes that Stannis and Melisandre are having an affair. Yeah. And Stannis's seed is the he's he's Melisandre's shadow baby daddy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he's the shadow baby daddy. But was it a boy? <laughs> yeah. That's all he wants. Looks asexual. As long as it's me. a boy, it's okay with status, right? Now he's got an heir to the throne. I wrote, like, devil monster. <laughs> yeah. Pregnant with the devil monster. I mean, what was that? And what can we expect? I mean, I guess they don't need numbers to win a war as I long called, as they have that thing on I called that. it some ghost demon shit. Yeah. Even though it's the shadow. I just that's just a fun way for me to refer to it. That was probably there's been a lot of disturbing things that's happened on this show so far. <laughs> I would say that that was for me the probably most disturbing thing. That kind of threw me off. Yeah. Like how do you guys feel about it? Well, that was quite a shocker of a finale. I mean, just cuz like when you read that scene in the books, you Obviously, none of us have ever seen a shadow baby, so we can't even imagine what that's going to look like. So, <laughs> what that implies exactly? Yeah. So seeing it like crawl out with those long, scary fingernails and stuff—that I, I love the CGI of it. I thought it was really first. Good. Guys got the smoke pouring out too. Yeah, like, you got smoke coming out. I didn't know what to expect. If there was going to be like some like placenta coming out, I was just like, "Whoa, what is about to happen?" And Melisandre was very creepily excited about this whole birth. Yeah. Was that a, like a crown around her neck and was she bleeding? That's really special ruby. Yeah. That was a ruby. Okay. It looked That's... like it was digging into her neck. And I was kind of expecting her to be like committing some kind of weird suicidal ritual so thing. They didn't know. really show it bleeding in the um the former episode where the whole poisoning happened, but in the books they kind of talk about it when she is surviving that poison drink. Her necklace is glowing. Mm. So it's okay. kind of there, but it's more subtle before and they didn't really um, I guess harp on it in the show so now we get to see it featured a lot more I thought it was really cool to see them like cause that's a really small detail to like try and put into the show so I thought it was cool to actually see the globy globy <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's not just a ruby it's a globy hey <laughs> for word creation um, it's a glowing ruby aka globy <laughs> I mean I didn't get that it was glowing I thought it was blood <laughs> So, well, that I mean, blood and fire, I think that's the essence of it. She just creeps me out. Yeah. I don't like her at all. She's a religious fanatic. She's crazy. Well, I mean, if you're that excited about giving birth to one of those things, that's very creepy, I would say. Yes. I, at this point, I feel like but, Stannis is completely just like, I don't mind know. Mind-washed? Mind-washed, brainwashed. Like, Under he's not there. He's yeah. not there. And the way he was talking to his brother, I mean, even Catelyn was like, have you guys forgotten that your blood and your brothers? It's like, he's not even there. I don't know who's operating his his body. Maybe another shadow baby is in there. But <laughs> he is just, it just seems like he's not even really there. Well, I mean, he's always been pissed off at Renly anyway. So it's not like he's ever happy with Renly right. about anything. But you know what? I think the whole reason that we could see the Globies so much this episode... <laughs> yeah. 
was because when you think about it, that's really all she was wearing. So maybe that's why yeah, you noticed. She didn't really have true. anything else on. So I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. The Globy was probably covered up by like her clothes, her red clothes her before. Her clothes. Yeah. Yes. But guys, before we jump on the first topic, I do need to point out that we we do this show for free because we love doing it. We love talking about Game of Thrones. And one thing that we love is if you guys could show support in any way, whether it be going on iTunes and commenting because we love reading your comments and we'll get to them later because we do love seeing them, even if it's hate, whatever. We'll Whatever. respond to those but trolls. The other thing we love is if you ever need to buy anything from Amazon, just go to the link from our website and buy whatever you want. You don't even need to buy AfterBuzz merchandise. Just whatever you're going to buy anyways. If you click on the link from our website, it'll help support us. We really appreciate it. Or, I mean, go on Amazon and buy some Globies, for, for goodness sake. <laughs> buy some Game of Thrones costumes. Like what Chris is wearing over there. Some Sansa. Sansa action. After being torn up. From Am- Amazon, and uh, this is Sansa's closet material, and this is after the tear. Yes, post tear Sansa. Post tear on the shell. This is what happened. <laughs> yeah, and you can get that by going to Amazon. Going to Amazon or this amazing armor. Look at the fine detail on the gold work. Is that, that a kraken? Was it was. It might be a kraken. <laughs> Um, actually, I think um, I had Gendry forge me a helm that I haven't oh, uh, brought, nice. but I got it off of Amazon. Thank nice. you, Gendry. You know, HBO is actually having a contest where you yes. can go to their website and win a crown, the Renly's crown. Yeah, you can win either Renly's crown or you can win... Um, it's Joffrey. Joffrey or Wen- mm. Renly's crown. So all you need to do is go to HBO.com and give them your email address. They do threaten to possibly spam you with everything <laughs> ever if you do that. But if it's you want to have a chance of it's freely winning those things other than the millions of spam, why not create a fake email account? You didn't hear from me, but create a fake Globy email account. Globy8112 <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Globy8112. <laughs> And just put your taken. email in, and you don't even need to pay money. You just are entered automatically into a drawing for either Joffrey or Renly's crown. Girls, which which would you rather win, out of curiosity? I just hate Joffrey, so yeah. let's go for Renly's crown. I love Renly's crown. I think it's so mm-hmm. cool. It's so true to the family. It's Absolutely. like straight up just stag things. Yeah, it is or, very stag. Yeah. yeah. And very earthy. It looks kind of wooden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Joffrey's because it looks kingly and because I'm a jerk and an asshole and I kind of look like him. So, <laughs> there we go. All those Aww. work. Um, okay, so Lannisters, let's get to it. The mo- like the biggest highlight is just when Joffrey has those women in his room. Mm-hmm. And, wow. I think that was actually my favorite part of the episode even though it's so like grim and you don't want to think that's your favorite. It was the most uh, dramatic to me. I'm starting to realize, I think, that, like, the amount of sex that HBO is throwing into the show, like, I'm getting used to it. And it's... You're starting to enjoy the sex positions no, is what no, you're saying. I'm not. <laughs> um, I think they're using it to show the depravity of the characters that are involved in those scenes. Like, that's what they did with Littlefinger's sex scene. Um or yeah, that whole scene in the brothel, and um, this one also with Joffrey was just like whoa, like and also just for a little little fun factoid for you guys, Maisie D, she's the um, naked lady that stars opposite Roz in this scene with Joffrey. She is actually trained for this kind of stuff. She was an ex porn star. 
Very well trained. Yeah. She's actually living the dream. So she actually loved this scene. Stop and rewind, ladies. Stop and rewind. Living the dream. <laughs> right there. You can learn it straight from the porn star. Yeah. So something to point out is that this scene is not in the books. Right. And I, I don't know. You know what? I... I don't really know if it was necessary. I'm a guy here, so you know what? I do like sex stuff, and I love. I like seeing naked girls, and I really don't know if I needed this scene. I needed it. And you know what? I Oh, you needed it, because yeah. you loved it. No, you know what? Because it really helps with Joffrey's character development, especially when Tyrion calls, refers to him as the Mad King, and yeah. he's like, referencing him. I, it's I great. did like that reference. We absolutely need it, because that's how we're believing that he is like the Mad King, and he's just crazy. And without scenes like that... It's not believable. You know, I think that's a good point. Is it does come directly after that comparison, directly afterwards. It's mm-hmm. not. There's no break. It goes right into that. But the one thing I will say is, um, I loved that they had Joffrey with the crossbow finally, <laughs> because they have they talk about it all the time in the books, and it's not necessarily a Sansa, but he loves his crossbow. He loves that thing. And the one big thing that Tyrion does in the books is he gets Joffrey a present of a triple crossbow that shoots at three crossbows, three arrows. What? <laughs> so I guess they kind of replaced the triple crossbow with a sex scene a with two whores and a crossbow. <laughs> but, I mean, that's three th- items there, I guess. Two whores and a crossbow. <laughs> when he was like, okay, so when he was in the bedroom with them and like winding up the crossbow, I was like, that is one crazy sex toy. I didn't know what he was going yeah, to do I- with. It. I didn't know he was going to threaten with it. That's what I was thinking, too. Is, is he going to try and have them use that as a sex toy or something, too? But I think also, not only does this scene, you know, help us really see Joffrey is honestly insane at this point, mm-hmm. but he also wants to get Tyrion back for this gift because right. Tyrion gave him this gift and he can't stand his uncle. They always, you know, Tyrion is threatening him all the time and I think he makes Joffrey very uncomfortable. So by abusing these whores that Tyrion sent over in good, in good stead and good nature, that's like Joffrey's like, screw you, uncle. I yeah. was really hoping we'd get to see what she looked like in the end. I mean, come on, HBO. Spend oh, some gosh. money. Do you think <laughs> we'll get to see that next week? Because, I mean, that's kind of like whenever Ned Stark's head was in there and we didn't get to see that. You know, like, come on, HBO. We need to see a little I, bit of I blood. I think there was a head blood. we got to see. We got to see a head that in was the, thrown back, right? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean... I don't know. I just feel like they keep almost showing us stuff, and I want to see more. Like, we didn't even get to see what she looked like all bloodied after they hit her, and I felt like that was kind of the highlight of the scene. I wanted to see it. You're sick. <laughs> Kristen is the Mad King Joffrey. Yeah, this is our Mad King on set. Um, um, I mean, the throne. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of like the rabbits. Those are so much more innocent than the books. That's all he wanted to do was shoot at rabbits. <laughs> rabbits don't have boobs, But you know what, Dave. though? I kind of... Oh, good point. Yeah. You know what, though? I think... Well, Maybe they do. A, I think Joffrey doesn't have a penis because, well, I mean, he doesn't, what, I mean, I'd take yeah. advantage of that and then maybe do those things. Like, okay, I wouldn't do those things. But still, like, really? He's really, like Joffrey? really young, though, still. Like, that's what's making that What do you think 13 boy, 13-year-old kids want? I know. That's all they want. Crossbows. Crossbows. And bunnies. And bunnies. <laughs> I think he's more, he's almost more of a kid in the book, I think, than right. he is here. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe that's kind of what the difference is. In the books, he's kind of drawn out more of a kid because he loves his crossbow mm-hmm. toy that he has. And here they're kind of treating him more as an adult. Yeah. I think that I maybe know. is I, it. I mean, like they referred to in the show, he's like picking, he likes to pick wings off of flies. And I feel like that is what he's doing. He's picking on everything. Like yeah. a little boy. He's like trying to terrorize everything. That's what little boys do. Yeah. 
Um, I know. I didn't do that, but whatever. <laughs> I did not pick wings off of flies. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't necessarily that he wanted to get back at Tyrion. I think he wants to one-up Tyrion, in a sense, yeah. where like Tyrion just kind of insulted him in front of everybody. So it's not that he's like, oh, I don't like Tyrion, so I'm going to do this because I don't like him. It's almost like showing him up like, you know what? Whatever. How about this? So yeah. I think it's more of a one-up type of thing, like, well, I can do this. You're not the only one who can play this game. Totally. So let's move on to what happened with Lancel and Tyrion. Yeah. With Lancel coming in and Tyrion playing it a little smart. Lancel was actually one of the ones who was egging Joffrey on in the court. He was yeah. He was the one mm-hmm. who sort of contributed to Sansa's... Um, ridicule but yeah um lancel just looks pathetic in that scene with Tyrion. <laughs> he looks like a little girl yeah as do a lot of those are what the beautiful yeah. men in this show yeah. look like apparently is they look kind of like girls so yeah. why, is, why does cersei really care about pycelle i mean i know he was like her little like secret scavenger like he found out all the secrets that was going on but like why does she really want him back i'm sure she has like five more people going in between everybody well i think it's more that she like she knows Pycelle is getting really old, and mm-hmm. he's really only good for one thing, and that's loyalty. Like, he's loyal to her at all costs. Maybe it's this whole thing that he wants to get in Cersei's pants, too, because apparently everyone in the realm does. <laughs> but um, I think that he's just been loyal to her, and, you know, throughout Ned Stark's sort of dealings in King's Landing, I think he was loyal to her through that, too, right. and just giving her all the insider info that she needed to know. I mean, I think beyond that, it's just another case of Tyrion tearing apart all of her trusted ones that, like, first it was, right. um... I'm not remembering his name. But the, guy, the guy who's part of the guard, the King's Guard. Um... Janos. Janos Slint. Yes. First it was Janos Slint, and now it's Pycelle, so mm-hmm. he's just slowly tearing apart her ranks, and I think that is why she's pissed. Because, like, this is just another one. Another one that Tyrion's just getting rid of. Um, something. So, I'm also excited to see what he looks like because apparently he's been harmed. I think it was his just his beard. beard yeah, uh, that's it. I, yeah. I feel like there's got to be more well, that's been done. Well, to that's him. no. That's why he was like kind of joking about it was because he was like, well, I haven't. I guess I have harmed a hair on his body. Yeah, because he harmed mm-hmm. a hair off of his face, and that was it. I think another reason why. Cersei wants Pycelle back is because you look at the small council, like, she can't trust Varys because mm-hmm. Varys is just all over the place. You can't trust Littlefinger because... Who can't trust Littlefinger? Right. He's in love with Catelyn Stark. Who knows what he's gonna do? Um, so she really only has Pycelle. That's true. So something that I'm wondering that the show just hasn't done that's been that's kind of been the strong point throughout the books is where are the war preparations and the bat? There's a big battle in the books between... Cersei and Tyrion with the war preparations, where Tyrion, all Cersei wants is war preparations, and she's not letting people get fed, she's not doing things properly, and Tyrion's actually smart about it, and that's another big boiling point with them that I thought was actually kind of a cool happening in the book that I would have liked to see more of, but they just really haven't shown anything, and I don't know if they will next episode or at some point, but maybe not. In the trailers, we've seen um, this reoccurring scene of Cersei and um, sort of her guards and stuff being torn apart by riots in in the capital. So I think all that stuff will come to a head at, yeah. mm-hmm. at one point. Makes sense. All right. Well, let's move on to the Starks. Yes. Okay. We've got Rob is oh. back in action. So we've got Rob. Rob finds a lady who <laughs> just might be 
curious about. Yeah. I think, yeah, Cullis or Talissa. Why do you think he likes her? Well, I mean, wouldn't you be attracted to a woman who's sawing off a man's leg? Well, I think it, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's a loaded question. I think you should be asking me this because I'm the one who would have this input on that. I can't say no to that. She's probably a really manly woman. (laughs) I don't know. I like a girl who can get down and not be queasy about the whole blood thing. You know, yeah. I, I think it's really because she challenges him. Unlike all the other ladies who will just bow down and take it. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. And, and she's also, she's pretty cute. So, she, yeah. And I'm sure in a realm like that, you find a girl who's attractive and, and kind of like, smart, intelligent. But I mean, who wants stuff that comes easy? So the fact that she challenges him is, I think, what really attracts him. Well... She, okay, I don't know how to approach this because she goes by a different name in the book, and I don't know what this alias thing is that she's doing, but I really like the actress's <laughs> portrayal of this character that is in the book. I thought I thought Una Chaplin did a really good job um, at challenging Rob and being just really kind of spicy. I love those spicy mm-hmm. female characters in this. Um, and Rob also meets Roos Bolton, who's, yeah. who's, who's kind of advising him a little bit there. Yeah. Um, so, so what should we know change. about Roos? I mean, I felt like he just kind of came out of nowhere. Well, I mean, he does in the show. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's no I know, introduction I know. here. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like, you know, you guys are further ahead than I am in the book. So what should we know about him? He just was like briefly there. I mean, I feel like they did that this episode with a couple characters where unless you've gotten to this point in the books... You're kind of like, wait, what? Who is this? Yeah. Well, Roos was actually at Heron Hall, and Arya, okay, this is maybe skipping ahead a little bit, but I think it's important to talk about Roos. We see Arya in this episode, she becomes Tywin's cupbearer. In the book, she actually becomes Roos Bolton's cupbearer. Okay. So... Bruce Bolton is now not at Heron Hall, which I don't know how this is all going to work. Yeah, like, they are uh, really changing a lot up with, especially the yeah. Arya storyline, more so than most. Yeah, which so. I guess we can kind of jump on next because that's what we're getting to. Which is there, there are a lot of differences that I I love to point out. But I guess first let's actually talk about Heron Hall because we get to see Heron Hall. Yeah, it looks awesome. I actually got goosebumps. It looks so scary. It was, and they'd had that like low angle where it was just yes. like huge. So all you ever hear about Heron Hall is cursed and yeah. like no one can hold it for very long, and now it looks like it. But it's funny, though, because everybody at the same time wants it. So everybody wants this place, even though it's totally <laughs> cursed. So and it smells like dead people. Can they? Yeah. What, what do you use to get the, that out? We, yeah, we also get... What kind of Febreze would work pine, there? Pine soul. We also get in the books, pine Hot soul. Pie is afraid that there's ghosts there. Yeah, Pine Soul for dead people. <laughs> Sorry. Do they make a um, Febreze for dead people? Yeah, I think I, I just saw that commercial. You can get it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah. Job. it's right to the left of the Globies. So just yeah, Globies, yeah. and we're gonna create our own like <laughs> inventory <laughs> inventory of the AfterBuzz Game we of should. Thrones absolutely items. Uh, everything that I wear will be on our. <laughs> so we've got. I'm gonna write this. You can down. bid on it for charity. We've got Globies, and now we have the Breeze for dead. No, people. you know what we're gonna do with the money? We're gonna give it to HBO and tell them we want more blood and battle. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors. 
sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. Yes. <laughs> That's true. I clearly don't have money for this. We're um, going to see Battle soon, I, I think. So something I, I, I did like that we didn't get necessarily mentioned the name, but we got to see Tickles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we never mentioned his name, but Tickles is the guy torturing all the poor souls who he questions and then kills anyways. And, and what exactly is he torturing them about? The Brotherhood? Yeah. There's like a load of questions that's like, I mean, in the book, it's also it's like he's questioning about where is gold? Where can I find gold? Where I can get money? Who is this brotherhood that I should be watching out for? Where are all the people who might be fighting us? He has like a lot of questions that he doesn't necessarily get through in here. But yeah, so it's it's I, I like that we got to see him at least, and he he's sort of I guess what I thought of him as, which is just this guy who just does not give a crap that he's yeah. torturing people. He's just enjoying whatever. Westerosi snack he's munching on and just tickling people. What the heck is going on with those rats? Are they like tickling? Are they literally like eating (laughs) through them? I think the idea is that they want to get away from the fire, so they're going to dig through and whatever Mm -hmm. they can to escape the fire. That could be like the worst form of torture ever. That's why he's tickles. I thought. (laughs) I thought the worst form of torture I'd ever seen was on Lost when they would stick bamboo shoots under your fingernails. That was pretty uh, bad. I liked that show. Oh, God. That's horrible. So we also get, and here's some things from the book coming back now. Now the mountain is here, where in the book he was the one who captured them and brought them to Heron Hall. Now he's already at Heron Hall. So mm-hmm. a little different, but they brought him back, and they have that happen. And also a whole different thing with Gendry, where they try to make Tywin look smarter by having him say, you fools, ask them what their professions are so we can use them. Like, he gets out of Gendry that Gendry's a smith, mm-hmm. so they can use Gendry. Whereas in the books, they had it so um, they were already smart enough to figure it out. Oh, well, let's keep everyone who has professions we can use like a smith and use them for our aid. They'd already figure that stuff out. So I guess it's just a way for them in the show to just show instantly Tywin's smarter than everybody else. Yeah. I think that'd be the analogy to make there for why they made that choice. And also, interesting to note that it's a new mountain. It's not Conan Stevens yeah. from last season. He, the The new mountain's name is Ian White. And I thought while he did look a lot like Conan Stevens in the face, he w- seemed a little um, more scrawny. Yeah, he didn't seem as like big and imposing why, guy. Why did yeah. they switch? Um, Conan just had some scheduling issues, I believe. He's he's a stunt actor, um, and he works on I want to say Spartacus, but I, don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, I'm he's quoting you. So is he going to come back? I mean, this is only. I mean, no. I guess this is too late. Yeah. I mean, what were you thinking? This is the best show on television. I know, <laughs> but I guess if you if you don't have a, I mean, the mountain doesn't say too much until later on. So I guess he was probably like, well, take- I guess at the end of the day, it's also what money are they yeah, offering me in that whole situation and timing. So it's like oh, I can get more money and do other things. So. I don't know. It's sad. I did like, I, and I don't dislike this guy, but the other one was so imposing looking. Yeah, he was. So we let's also, also throw out Arya listing names. Yeah. Is that what you're about to say? It is. Ah, uh, okay. 
Just that. like Yorin told her to, right? Like, yeah. With he did this with his brother's killer William. Yeah. At night, everyone he would seek revenge on the people, and now she's doing this with the right. people that she's seeking revenge on. She's just constantly repeating their names, which may drive her a little crazy. Just maybe. But you know what? In the book, though, you don't have that scene with Yorin, and her reasoning for doing this is that she used to always, let's say, gods, and now they're away from their gods back home. Instead, she doesn't even care about the, her gods anymore. These are the only names she wants to remember, or these people she needs to get back at. I almost pictured her whispering this in the in it, when I was reading in the book. I almost pictured her whispering it when she went to sleep. But she's actually like pretty, saying it pretty loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's rain coming down, right. so I don't think anybody could hear her. But I, she was saying it you louder. Know what? Than I, I think it's just for our viewing pleasure. Yeah. If anything, I like I imagined her um, just thinking the names. I didn't yeah. even think of her saying it out loud. I mean, yeah. I would have rather her been like in a little sleep state, right? And like them. it would have been more believable. Off. Now she's just kind of sitting there like she's crazy saying these names over and over. Tywin Lannister, Joffrey Lannister, <laughs> yeah, Cersei. Or, Cersei. The Hound. Or no. She, yeah, had, yeah, yeah, she had even more names in the book. Because there's also Tickler. Well, no, actually, Tickler, <laughs> she was afraid of Tickler. Tickler was the only one that she didn't hate because she was too it. afraid to hate Tickler. He was too scary, that man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens now that she's Tywin's uh, cupbearer as opposed to Roose Bolton's. Mm-hmm. I mean, being... Well, okay, another thing... When do they find out in the books? Refresh my memory. When do they find out that she's a girl? They do. They do find out. Well, Gendry finds out right um, right before they get captured. He has found out, but only the two of them. And then they figure out pretty much right away that she's a girl because she's surrounded by people and she has to pee somehow. Yeah. So they figure it out because she has to pee in front of everybody. So they they know, but nobody cares. That scene made me so nervous when Tywin was like, "You're a girl." I was expecting him to be like, you're Arya Stark. Like, yeah. <laughs> just but we've seen the coming in the previews, and we can talk about later him saying, are you from the North? Right. asking her right. directly. Like, he assumes she's a Northerner. But let's move on now to the Baratheons. We have some conflict building between Renly and Stannis. But before we get to that, let's talk about Renly and Littlefinger. Yes, mm-hmm. Littlefinger. Okay, so Littlefinger comes and brings Catelyn Stark Ned Stark's bones. Right. But like he enters the tent and right off the bat he's like, "Oh, fate brought us together again." <laughs> like right after she's just like, you know, mourning over her husband's death. I'm like, "Dude, like check your game. That's <laughs> no game at all." Yeah. To just like bust Maybe in there. Maybe that's why she fell for Ned. Yeah, that's how it happens. So you basically, know, they're like, for Jamie, we'll give you the girls. And I'm coming to you because you're a mother. That's why I'm not going to rob. I mean, you know, this is also kind of different with the Bones, too, because what Tyrion has them do is he has the um, the gold the, the special riders go send it to the fleet with the response of the peace terms. So it's like yeah. the new peace terms. And then they're bringing the Bones for good faith. So it's still a good faith thing, but they kind of twisted it around here. Did Littlefinger actually go visit Renly's camp? I don't think so. I don't remember him visiting the camp, which is, that's an interesting change, too. I mm-hmm. guess they wanted to build up that tension between Catelyn Stark and Littlefinger. Um, but, but I thought Michelle But Fair- we do have the bones being delivered. That's yeah. still there. They just kind of twisted around how it happened. I thought Michelle Fairley's acting in the scene was really amazing because, like, it would be so easy. I just loved her restraint because, you know, when a mother is taunted with the idea of seeing her daughters again, Mm -hmm. it would be really easy to just, 
lose yourself, but she was just so good at restraining her anger and her fear and her just all those emotions that she was feeling. She does always have this face where you can it's yeah. just some pained face. Yeah. yeah. Where you can tell things just aren't right with her and she looks grieved but yeah. not overly so. It's she's got that face down, I yeah, guess. Yeah, she does. That's like the Catelyn Stark. Um, now, did you guys want to talk about Littlefinger talking to Renly about opening the gate for him potentially right. too? There can be a protected siege, or there can be open gates when you come. Yeah, so he's kind of like trying to play the role of I'm going to protect myself again here because he can mm-hmm. basically he could just say whatever he wants exactly. to anybody, make everybody think he's on their side for right. whatever happens, which is what he's been doing. Yeah, I'm not a big Littlefinger fan. No. You're not a big Peter Baelish fan? No. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm not okay. either. <laughs> He's just, uh, I don't know. He's but sneaky. Then nasty. we've also got Marjorie yes. here. And she's got, I, I wrote as my note, her outfit is cray-cray. It is cray-cray. <laughs> that was the note that I wrote. <laughs> it's just a, a big circle thing yeah. that's opened up there. I have a friend who says I'm a fashionista that she's, now. She's praying for it not to rain because she would like ha. drown in that thing <laughs> if it started to rain or something. Awesome. That's awesome. Good um, thing she's not where Arya was. That would not have been good. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I think Natalie Dormer is like amazing, and I love how in her interaction with Littlefinger, she's just like not flinching at all. She's like, "My king is my husband, and my husband is my king." Now yeah. there's your tent. But I do think it's good to note that Littlefinger did notice. He's right. like always there. He notices like, well, it would seem that um, it was your brother who is a uh, Mister oh, Loras oh. by chance on your <laughs> wedding night who was in that tent. But he's this never is what been I married, so he doesn't understand. Yeah, you don't get it. If you're right. married, you can. It means you can have sex with my with brother. brother. That's okay. Yeah, for marriage. At least for in marriage. Westeros. And let's go on to the confrontation. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to when Tyrion and Cersei high five over this because they do have, <laughs> a, or they're going to show that high fiving moment. But so we've got Renly. And Stannis now warring about each other instead of their common enemy. Right. Maybe they should hold off for later, but they're not. Yeah. I love this confrontation in the field. I thought it was it was pretty much everything that I was hoping it would be. And I think Renly this season is like so much more confident, like so pompous. Pom- yeah, pompous mm-hmm. is the word I was thinking too. Yeah. He's wearing a pomp. He's got a pomp for a hairdo. <laughs> yeah, he That's does. his new do. And I love Melisandre's just confidence when she's interacting with Renly, too. She's yeah. she's so scary. She's like, look to your sins, Lord Renly. The night is dark and full of terror. Yeah. I, so I, scary. I do like their little quips back and forth, though, yeah. where... He's the Lord of Salt and Smoke, and Renly's like, is he a ham? Yes, that was so great. Is he a cured ham? <laughs> that was a pretty funny one. But you see, like, they've got this, even though they're brothers, they've got that strong tension, but it's almost like Stannis really doesn't want it to be like that, you can see. And Renly's just holding his ground, but... Well, what do you guys think? Because Stannis really is the rightful heir to the throne, and that's what Ned Stark held to be true. Do you, Who do you guys, like... Say you're living in Westeros, who would you want to be king out of those two? Well, apparently he's a man without friends. <laughs> yeah, which is never good. So, I mean, Renly is holding all these awesome tourneys I get to go watch, yeah. and I can watch a giant six foot four girl beating <laughs> on the most beautiful man ever. So, 
I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, when I think about it, I do think Stannis is the rightful heir, and he's the one who honorably should have it, but I can see why people are backing Renly. Honestly, I would back Renly only because Melisandre, I don't even see Stannis. I only see the red hair. That's right. all I see. I don't see him as being a person anymore. Maybe without her. That's a really her, good point. Yeah. Maybe without her, I could see him being bigger than Renly, but at this point, I'm all on Renly's side. I mean, uh, knowing what we know about the demon child and <laughs> everything, I would back Renly, but I guess, like, if I hadn't known him, <laughs> if I hadn't known anything, I, I'd almost want to, because I wouldn't know about Melisandre necessarily being a peasant there or whatever, what have you. I guess I'd, I don't know. I, I'd want to back Stannis, but I guess... Renly has a lot to offer, and he looks like he has better odds of winning. It Renly's whole argument about you know having friends is—it's funny because it seems like it would be the true. People love him. Yeah, but it's just like friendship means nothing in this world. So like people can turn on the. That's true. I'm but a man instant. without friends is a man without power, he says. Yeah, where yeah. does power lie again? That's where a lot of yeah. the themes of the right? show has been is where does power truly lie? That's really what a lot of a big theme of the show. Totally. Or this season, I should say, is where does power lie? And that's where men believe it lies. Right. Where men believe it lies. So Renly believes it's with his friends, and where does Stannis believe that power lies with in the Melisandre's womb. Yeah, in Melisandre's <laughs> womb. The light god. And in his salt and smoke. <laughs> yeah, in his cured ham. In his cured ham. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then we get, I guess now let's go back in full circle here to Davos, Seaworth, and the the scene with the shadow birth. Uh, I mean... Where do we go from there? That's what I want to ask. I mean, we can see the show is just building up to a lot of crazy things that are going to be happening because we're just stuff. seeing like the White Walkers are now finally like coming back into the show mm-hmm. with the Wildlings. We have the dragons are going to be are now full throttle here, and now we got the Demon Child. We got a lot of crazy things coming into the show. I think I don't know when I first saw that Shadow Baby like actually standing there and towering over them. I almost thought it looked like a black white walker, like a shadow mm, white point. walker. And basically the Melisandre's god, now if I'm getting this right, because there's a whole it's bunch a god of, of light. Right, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of the white walkers, which are darkness and cold. Her god is the god of right. heat and light. So it's just interesting to me how similar that looked to a white walker. Yeah. I mean, in in a way, except for, I don't know, had the claws and crawling, I guess. Yeah. It's been a while since we've... Well, yeah, I don't know. The White Walkers had the blue eyes and looked like people in a way. Right. So Just as far as, like, this, the body and the limbage and stuff. This looked more skulled. So let's move on now to Targaryens. Daenerys. To Daenerys. We get to see Karth. Yeah. Not Quarth. Not Quarth. <laughs> Not Quarth, but Karth. Funny that they do correcting of pronunciations even in the show. I almost thought that was like a slight nod to like yeah. fandom and like yeah. just making fun of the people who are like always getting on other fans about pronunciation. It's like as someone made fun of me Karth. for pronouncing Tyrion as Tyrion every now and then. I'm sorry, whatever. Maybe I'm not really that sorry. Well, the interesting thing to note is that different actors from different regions pronounce mm-hmm. pronounce names differently. Right. Yeah. So there. Yeah. Um, Kristen pointed out something awesome about what they refer to the area around Karth, the Garden of Bones. Oh, yes, oh. which is the name of the episode, right? Right. 
That, so, I think that's all I said about it. Yeah, but <laughs> I was trying to give you credit here. You know, I was trying oh, to let you take you. the credit because you were yeah. the one who pointed it out right. while we were watching the show. I mean, I really like Zaro. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, he. So we find out he was a savage from the Summer Isles, and that's why he kind of, you know, allowed the dragon and Daenerys yeah. to come in. I was and what was that with I guess you know it's it's on him you know if anything goes wrong that's right why he cut his hand that was the sumai sumai yeah that was the sumai that he mm-hmm. invoked um so this then again I'm going to point out a little book difference here which is that in the books we have first we have an entire city that they skipped over that Daenerys and crew have found which was a really cool city that no one's is completely abandoned and they make encampment there and instead in the books they have so three of the people from Karth come to them to check them out and then those three people lead them to Karth. So we have it so instead they have kind of just found it on their own and they're questioned there as opposed to where they're questioned before they get to Karth in the books. So just a little bit different. Uh, what what did you guys think about this sort of square off scene? Because I don't know, I felt like the guy... The Spice King, who's like the Mm -hmm. ambassador for the 13, it felt a little like I was watching like a kid's movie. Like, "Mm." (laughs) was this Aladdin? Yes. (laughs) Thank you. That's what it was. It felt like Aladdin to me Mm -hmm. with his like little smiley thing and his weird. You kind of just impersonated that perfectly, by the way, in the way that you just did that, that. I can't do it again. It's a one time. <laughs> kind of reminded me of Varys too. Yeah, Varys's brother. <laughs> yeah, I'd say in a way he was a little flamboyant. Yeah, I guess, yeah you know? absolutely. Maybe that's why it reminds you of Disney stuff. I guess to you, yeah. you think of flamboyancy as Disney. So. Yeah, maybe so. And I was also expecting his accent to be a little more like Carth is this like really exotic city. Right. So I wasn't expecting it to be just like straight up British, like with <laughs> with the Scottish sort of accents that we're hearing over in the north with Rob. Like I was expecting like something a little more crazy. I was expecting it to be even more flamboyant where you trill those arms yes, you something know like at, that we're here in Karth. <laughs> <laughs> the way he looked we have our new game of thrones trilling language I'm speechless I, <laughs> I feel like i'm still watching the show it's really strange <laughs> thank you i'll give it back thank you thank you <laughs> so guys that pretty much wraps up the show but we're before we go on a commercial break we have a couple special reports to bring you so Really? I think we should go to commercial and then do them. Well, I was saying it I was saying it before we go to commercial. I was just going to tease. Oh. This is a tease. <laughs> that was a tease. Now let's cut to commercial. <laughs> After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. 
Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? I want to buzz about Simone over here getting some exclusive interviewage. Yeah. Um. So I interviewed Richard Madden, who plays Rob Stark this past week, and he's just amazing. Such a nice guy. Like I've met a couple of the people from Game of Thrones, and everyone is just like... I don't know if it's because they're English, but they're just so nice. <laughs> but I loved talking with him sort of about where Rob Stark has come this season as compared to last season. And something that I thought was really interesting that he said is that Rob is really good. He's getting really good at pretending to be a man or pretending to be a king this season, which just got me thinking about like... King all of the, the North! Exactly. All the people who are pretending in this show. Mm-hmm. There are so many characters who are pretending to be stronger than they are. So that's just one of the things that I thought was really cool. Um, but you can check out the full interview at winteriscoming.net. I mean, what were some of the other things he was saying on, to you? Like, oh. What else did you talk about? Um, well, he's been on a world tour traveling around with Jon Snow, a.k.a. Kit Harrington, and they've been just going, they partied it up in Miami and promoted the show. Um, let's see. I want to be part of that party. Yeah, yeah right? Little game as long of as action. Joffrey's not invited, not part of the VIP <laughs> list. Yeah, right? Um, we we talk- don't know what he does at parties. No, it probably involves a crossbow and some t- couple of horse. Um, <laughs> but he also talked about how much he thinks Rob Stark takes after his dad and um, and... Almost, he, he says that Rob Stark would be better off if his dad could have lived for like 10 more years just so he could live under him and, and sort of learn from him um, for another like 10 years, which I agree. It's sad that we had to lose Ned Stark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very cool interview. Um, I, for some reason, can't think of the, I asked him like 10 questions, but I can't think of anything so else. You so. say they're not filming right now. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're starting to film in July. Um, I was asking him if he's going to be at Comic-Con because he's never been to Comic-Con before. But they're thinking that they might have to go out and shoot season three starting Mm. in July. So they might not be at Comic-Con. Well, that's sad. Yeah, I know. If you were able to get Comic-Con tickets, which were pretty hard this year. Ridiculous. I didn't want to talk about it. (laughs) It's a cluster. I'm still going to get there. (laughs) All right, so Kristen, do you have a report for us as well? I have an exclusive... After Buzz TV News. Oh, okay. So I like how Kristen always seems to get the music, and Simone never does. That is not Ever. True. I did not get the music last <laughs> week. She did. Okay, so Amelia <laughs> Clark, they actually asked her, you know, have you read all the books? She plays Daenerys Targaryen, in case you guys didn't know. And she's like, no, she's not reading ahead so that she can actually make the journey with her character. Okay. Wait, can we point out something then now that we're talking about her? Go ahead. Simone, oh. you, you threw that out first. Well, I don't know. I'm just reading a couple of things on the internet that say Amelia Clark might have overacted the scene where she encounters a 13 outside of Karth. And <laughs> I I don't know. I, I love Amelia Clark, but I tend to think she does err on the side of overacting. You know what? I This is where I noticed it the most. I've actually... It actually kind of took me out of the scene a bit because I noticed that too. And I usually don't tend to notice overacting that much. And I did with this one. I was like... Mm-hmm. 
She's like really like, um, um uh, let me think about it. You know, <laughs> she's your jerky motion. You know That's what, what she was doing. Yeah. I mean, she really was. This- One more thing on the note of what you just said about her reading the books. That was mm-hmm. something that I asked Rob, or sorry, Richard Madden about. And he said that he actually has read up to like book four. And he doesn't mind knowing what's going to happen for his character. He still thinks he's able to sort of stay in the moment when he's acting out those scenes. So what, what about you guys? Would you read ahead in the book? I don't think I could. No, I don't I, think so either. No, it would dictate my my choices for that character. Like, knowing, like, knowing I'm going to die, you know, or something like that. Like, huge like that. It would dictate kind of my acting I absolutely yeah, agree I can with... Under, I totally yeah. understand why she doesn't do that. Yeah. I agree with her choice not to. Um, she also, Cersei, says that it's fun to play a character who isn't trying to be morally good for once. I mean, that would be really fun, right? Yeah. I would agree with that. Okay, so I don't know if you guys know, but when they were looking for Cal Drogo, they actually went to the westerios.org uh, forum, and one of the fans actually posted a picture of Jason Momoa. Yeah. And that's how they called him in for the casting. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so crazy. Yeah. That gives me hope that Vigo Mortensen could be cast as Mance Raider. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, let's do this. Fans out there, we need I need your help. So, apparently a lot of fans will look at Kit Harrington who plays Jon Snow and they'll give him a puzzled look because they think that they know him from somewhere. <laughs> and he said that sometimes they walk up to him and ask him if he's ever read the books Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, you kind of look like Jon Snow from they Game just, of Thrones. He said they just ask him if he's read the books, and he says yes. <laughs> Maybe they're too shy to ask him if he's like actually on the show. Right. I, I guess I would. Um, probably not. I have a huge crush. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Raven. So... Uh, <laughs> Amelia Clark says that uh, she identifies with the character because she starts out, Daenerys Targaryen starts out shy, gets confident, and then begins to gain power. And she's a very real character. She identified with the strong and sexy powerfulness of her, and it's like her instinct to survive. So she says it's it's very easy to play that character, and she sees herself in the role. Yeah. I can imagine as a young actress, that would be something that would be easy to identify with. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, before this, Amelia was just in theater school and, like, was undiscovered. Right. So she's gaining power as her character is. Apparently there's a lot of tragedy coming for her in this season, is what she said. And Dan and David, the showrunners and writers said that they joked that everyone dies in this season and it was all a dream. (laughs) 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 They said that in one of their last interviews, so... Hopefully that doesn't happen. How funny? Okay, it wouldn't be. It would suck, but it would be almost in a way funny to me if that really did happen. And I was like, "What?" The only way they're going to do that is if like they lose funding or something. Even yeah. though they already got oh, no. set to season three has already yeah, been approved right. and on the way, but then somehow they did that and everyone's down there like. It could just be a big what? dream sequence. Okay, so somebody asked Kit Harrington um, how he would end the series, and he said he wants to be sitting on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Peter Dinklage said he would end the series with a dance number. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> and everyone agreed that you realized the show wasn't playing around whenever Jamie pushed Bran out the window. You know you're yeah. in a really yeah. dark place. I have to say I was hoping for 
a setup or a cliffhanger moment like that to start off this season because I mean that mm-hmm. was wasn't that the first episode of last yeah, that season? Was the first right. episode. Just thrust you that into it amazing. and everyone got hooked. So Absolutely. yeah, you also had the head get chopped off for the guy yeah. who ran away from the White Walkers and the White Walkers scene in the first episode. And so. Jon Snow said he still doesn't know who his mother is. <laughs> <laughs> um, really? One last thing, guys. Uh, which do you think would have been better? A TV series like we're seeing or a series of films? Mm. I'm going to go with TV series because there's just so much. And like Lord of the Rings made sense because they, they did do a good job of condensing it. And those books weren't as long as this. No. <laughs> but there's just so much, so much politics in this series that I think that's why you need to do it the way they did. Plus, I like having more content. So you know what? I get more content to enjoy. TV show. I mean, I agree with that, but I'm just thinking about all the blood that we would actually get to see in the films. And if it was, I don't know, you know, it's hard because I feel like it would kind of make things a lot darker if they had the budget of a film. It's just hard to imagine all of season one, though, being condensed to one, two and a half Maybe hour not. Movie. You know, maybe they could have had like seven movies or whatever. Like Harry Potter style or something. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, could see that. It would be seven movies because there's seven books, but still be season one was one book. So that would be all of that somehow. In one. I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine. I guess if they did a good job at it, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't know. The budget is the only reason I say that. I mean, I really like the TV show so far, but in this episode specifically, me not getting as far as I'd like to in the books at this point, I'm kind of like... Yeah. I don't know. It's hard for me to follow all the storylines. I love the show, don't get me wrong, but at this point, I'm just kind of like, I need to fast forward in the books so I can understand what's happening. And right. for viewers who are not reading the books, I can't imagine. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. It's got to be really hard. I mean, I think the only reason I can keep up a lot of times is because I've been reading the books. Yeah. And I think it's gotten even more confusing this season. Last season... Mm-hmm. Not so much, but this season seems more confusing. Yeah. I, you know what? I think they're trying to put too many characters into it. I feel like they should eliminate maybe Stannis' story or somebody like that. I don't know. Well, the problem is, like, characters that seem minor now turn mm-hmm. into bigger characters later on. So it's like... And there's so many characters that do die. It's like, if you get rid of... I don't know. It just... It's, I, I imagine that the writers and producers have a very tough job of trying to sift through it. And for that, I would have to agree and say I think it's better as a TV show. Also because of the pacing. Like, I can't imagine watching like season one is a movie season two is a movie I just think the pacing mm-hmm. it could get so boring because I mean a lot of the shows are just like dialogue and sort of like yeah confrontation so that's true What's all right big and built up here all right well do you want to I would like give to some shout outs some shout outs to some of our fans uh, on YouTube small Mick little tiny I like that <laughs> uh, wild Onizi. Uh, Gelb Worshipper. We got Sarah1994, Sean Nessel, Shane WTF. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Lane Bats26. Shane WTF. <laughs> PD Thigh. Uh, and from iTunes, we have Mad Mimi60, Arnie Wylan, Five Outs Away, Corvette Guy41, Indigo Daydreamer, and to Mar SoCod on YouTube. I just want to say yes, werewolves. <laughs> Only he will understand. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, and I want to say to Wild Onizi, Tamar Pierce for the win. I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. And Sarah, 1994 Sarah, we're going to mention you again because I just want to throw out you have... That's how I pronounce your name is Sarah. <laughs> That's how she spells it. That's how you spell it. 
And Dave Anarchy and Sunday 20 both mentioned they like our dancing, so we better dance we it better up. Dance oh, it snap. Up. Dance it up on this outro. So, Guys, please keep commenting and rating. We love talking to you. We love bringing you up. And we will respond if you talk to us. Yes, but let's go to predictions now. Okay. Oh, yeah. About that. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Okay, so we've got, we're going to see some more Arya and maybe Tywin and the whole cup-bearing thing. And I don't know how that's going to play yeah, out. I, I mean, got to wonder if that that's going to be weird. How long can they play dumb? I'm surprised they haven't figured it out already. They were looking oh. for her. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I guess there's a bunch of little greasy, like, King's Landing rats running yes. around that look like her. But yeah. now that they figured out she was a girl pretending to be a guy, and there's like he's like... Oh, why would you be disguised as a boy? I'm just kind of like, come on. That's a good point. A I never really thought right about now. that. Yeah, I mean, it does, especially in this that scene, it and made they were it seem looking like for her. Okay, but at the same time, I guess like if you've never met her before, how would you know what she looks like? And it could be Maybe any girl ever. Yeah, yeah. even just a little like you wouldn't happen to be Arya Stark, would you? Something like that would at least acknowledge like, okay, you know what I it mean? It would be pretty funny if he said that. She's like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a little panic scene like that yeah um so then we've got stannis which the whole victory will be melisandre's is told to him and warned to him and i mean i guess we're gonna get to see that shadowling and uh, <laughs> the, the shadow babe the shadow baby in action next episode i'm excited we, to see daenerys not to change the subject what no totally say? yeah and we're gonna get to see more of karth which will be fun i mm-hmm. think but daenerys Atlantis. is like convincing the people that the time to strike is now and it just seems like everyone's time to strike is right now. So yeah. I really hope that next week we really see swords banging around. I think things are going to go crazy. It better. Because we also get to find out from the previews that apparently the Greyjoys are striking. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just they're really bringing this out. You're I'm getting be, dangerously I'm be, close to a spoiler right. there, Dave. No, that's not a spoiler, okay? The, all I'm saying okay, is okay, that yeah, yeah, they right, warned right. that someone is attacking in the preview, right. and the only one who's going for the north is the Greyjoys. So, right. I mean, you know. That's not a spoiler. You're right. All I'm doing is saying what the predictions are saying, okay? No, that's that's crazy. I I guess I didn't really imagine that um, that the Greyjoys would be coming that soon. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, apparently they're coming next episode, if that's right. I mean, maybe there's something else they're going to throw out there. But it looks like next episode. All right. So, guys, once again, I am Dave Klein. And you can find me on Twitter at TheDaveKlein or at www.djk-online.com. And I'm Simone Boyce. You can find me online on Twitter at Simone Boyce and also on YouTube.com slash Simone D. Boyce where you can find my Game of Thrones recaps. I'm Kristen Snyder and you can Google Cinematic Escape or you can follow Cinematic Escape on Twitter. Makes it so easy. And what about Marissa in the booth? Where can we find you, Marissa? Hey, I'm... (laughs) I'm on Twitter at Marissa Movies. That's M A R I S A Movies at Twitter. All right. All right. See you guys next week. It's the armor dance now. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.